0: <laughs> hey, welcome. Welcome to No Sick Days. My name
1: is John. John, Chris. Yes. <laughs> this
0: New York <no>, Gaming Podcast.
1: <laughs> I'm having a stroke.
0: <laughs> All right. Crush the English. <laughs> what? <laughs> I imagine it's
1: being Vikings.
0: Oh, yeah. I was thinking metal. That's pretty Viking. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. Welcome to No Sick Days, uh, a gaming podcast. My name is John. I'm Chris. And we are two self-employed friends who have been having the same conversation about video games for 28 years, almost 29. It's coming up. It is coming up. We decided to nail it to the start of the school year in August. Yep, for anniversary, August 15th-ish. Yeah, easiest thing, because I'm not going to go back and figure out when. Uh, First grade started. I'm going to. Oh, do it.
1: I'm not. I'm, yeah, <laughs> it, it helped. It. I mean, it would be really important for the podcast. I know, but people. Want I'm not going to do it. The people want to know all. Two, if that's what makes or breaks this podcast, all two of our listeners. It's gonna be real broke. But do you
0: think we have more than two listeners? Yeah.
1: What? Just have confidence in yourself. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Three listeners. Come on. <laughs> We're cool. I'm one. <laughs> You're two. I just checked our last episode. It had 15 listens. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Wait, so, seriously? Yeah, seriously. Oh, and we haven't done any promotion, so we need to promote it. I know. That's orga- It's called organic growth. Okay. That's, well, let's let's give an episode, and then good. we'll discuss business things later. <laughs> okay. Um, all right.
0: So, yeah. Welcome to Our Gaming Podcast. As I said, we've been having this conversation for 20 years, and we're going to continue it here on this podcast, because yep. that's uh, an idea. That's I, how podcasts that's work. How podcasts, <laughs> that's how podcasts work. Podcasting 101. <laughs> that's the structure. All right, so today's episode is going to be a little bit looser. Uh, we were both busy and have updates on little things. But we don't really have anything to dig into too deeply. Uh, but with that said, the way these conversations usually go is we end up digging into something pretty deeply as is. So we're going to let it just kind of happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to do a little bit of talking on some genres near and dear to my heart. Yeah. And Chris, you're going to go through some indie games at your brewery?
0: Yeah, that I played, and, and I know you're super high on a leave right now, so... So <laughs> high on a leave. I've
1: taken maybe 200 milligrams of a leave. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, geez. It's right. crazy.
0: Uh, well, first of all, I guess I guess if we also decided we should probably ask, because like, the, the reasoning behind us not having necessarily played a whole lot of new stuff is because we've been busy live. So, Chris, how's your week?
1: Uh, so, yeah, my week's been pretty good. I have started writing again. I think i maybe talked to you yeah. a little bit off the podcast, yeah. and I've tried several books uh, over the course of my life, but I'm a little bit more committed to this one. I think I realized that starting your first novel with a big fantasy-sweeping epic uh, that probably spans multiple books is a bad idea, Yep, uh, a little little too ambitious, so I've got this horror book plan that's uh, steeped in the real world, and it's just a little bit of supernatural effects that's cool. that is cool. a lot easier to get into and write some stuff that's kind of helped me out a big part of it being uh, going through a rough draft and not worrying about the quality of your work because I tend to be a perfectionist when I'm working. Yeah. But that actually lets me create the story and then I can go back later and edit and whatnot. And then website-wise, just basically putting numbers into Excel spreadsheets and slowly optimizing everything. I've started running a few new tests <laughs> so- that... It's, our, it's so funny
0: how similar our jobs are in that respect. Yeah. Here, <laughs> just so put, put some
1: ex- spreadsheets <laughs> into a number, numbers into a spreadsheet, and then just play around with the formulas. Yeah. What is owning your own business like? Uh, I don't know. Do you like Excel? Yeah, there's a lot of Excel. <laughs> it's hard not to have Excel in your life, really. Yeah.
0: I, it was sad the day that I realized that Google Sheets was not uh, good enough. Excel, yeah. Yeah. Because Google Sheets sucks. I, like, I mean, it's fine, but it sucks. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to pay the Microsoft subscription
1: fee to have Excel because Google Sheets is not up to snuff. Yep, yeah, I just updated my copy to Excel 2016 a few months ago. Yeah, yeah. There's little things that maybe help. There's some annoying things in it, but overall it's better. Well, this is not an Excel podcast, and we're also not <laughs> sponsored by Microsoft. <laughs> not so, yeah um, Anyway, so yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's kind of been my time away from gaming. Uh, and I did. I did get some time for some gaming this weekend. I shuttered some social responsibilities so I could play some video games. Nice. <laughs> so oh, I, I, I only went out once this weekend when I did
0: see you. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, you showed up at the brewery because uh, a friend of yours was having his 40th birthday. Yeah, he's having a birthday party. Some bir- A birthday of some yeah, kind. Yeah, for some age. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's definitely. What he would say. He would say his 29th birthday. I don't know how many times it's been. <laughs> the 20th time. Uh, lots of, there were waffles, there was chocolate yeah. on the waffles, and then there was delicious fourth tap beer.
0: Dude, we had so many guests say to us, this place smells amazing right now. <laughs> Our tap room smelled incredible.
1: Yeah. Yeah, when waffles are just being constantly heated in toaster ovens. There are people at the bar like, what is, what is that
0: smell? And I just want to be like, oh, it's a new candle we got from Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> trying to set the mood in our tap room. It's a birthday celebration, yeah, isn't yeah. He it? A good so, time. what
1: about you? What was your?
0: Um, I, I know you were even. You're way busier than I was. Yeah, I had a lot of travel this week. I because uh, we had we had a in another market which I can't talk about just yet publicly, but we're looking at doing a large expansion into a new market, and that's mm. required some travel there and back. On top of my deliveries to Houston. Um, we had this film crew come through the tap room. They're filming a um, like an indie movie. And they're filming some scenes uh, in our warehouse area. And it's it's this premise of the movie is it takes place in the Fable setting. So I am not familiar with the graphic novels or the Telltale game, handheld. Uh, Wait, Fable, Fable, like, Fable Town? Well, Fable Town? I thought you were saying like Fable. Like,
1: no, 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 not Like that. the Peter Molyneux game. <laughs> no, no,
0: not those, which are super fun games. But no, it's more the... Um, Fables, maybe that's what I'm supposed Okay, to say. fables. Yeah, it's it's basically all the all of the characters from like fairy tale stories are all real and they're all living in the real world and having to get by in the real world. Okay. Yeah, and it usually it's, it's mostly in New York. There's like a borough in New York where they all kind of live. Secretly. Gotcha. Yeah, and the ones who are not able to look like they're human uh, actually live on some farm outside the city in, in okay. isolation. Yeah. So it's just the setting. It's it's more of like think like a. How did you get the, that? Detective your- Noir or something like that. Okay, that's, that's kind of nice. neat. Yeah, it is. It actually is the. So it's really good. If you haven't played the Telltale game, I strongly recommend what it. What if you hate Telltale games? Then I strongly recommend you don't play it. <laughs> cool. All but right. if you do, right. it's a really good one.
1: Man, so Telltale games, I have an issue with them.
0: Do You really? Yeah, because. Do, do you want to go on a tangent real quick? And yeah, it? it's about video games and okay. it seems related. We'll get back to me. Let's so oh, Telltale
1: games, okay. To be fair, I've only played one, but it's supposed to be the best one. one, The Walking Dead season one. Or at Uh, least among their best. I think that and Wolf Among Us are considered their two biggest Wolf Among Us is what I'm talking about.
0: Okay. That's the
1: fable. Yeah, well, here's the problem with these games. You played that one? No, but I read they all have the same problem. Okay. And then it was a huge issue in The Walking Dead, which is that there's a huge illusion of choice. Your choices are all fucking bullshit. And that's the entire gameplay element. So... I'm okay a little bit with illusion of choice when it's like, okay, this is actually a strategy game or an action game or something. Like the real gameplay isn't the choice, it's just mm-hmm. a little added benefit. But it's the entire game is making choices and none of it matters because the game railroads you back into whatever the main storyline is that they want to create. It may be some minor character lasts three chapters longer or maybe they are able to escape with their life, even though they're not part of the story anymore. Mm-hmm. But everything just ends up becoming the same story as everyone else. And so the entire gameplay premise is bullshit. And I really dislike it. I'd rather just either read a book, watch a movie, or watch TV if all I'm playing a game for is story.
0: Okay. Um, that's fair. <laughs> I didn't play the Walking Dead ones very much, because kind of for that reason, I was like, eh, just not... Not really my thing, but I will say The Wolf Among Us does have a great story. The Walking and Dead has a good story. There is some yeah illusion, illusion of choice. I want to say... Honestly, I have to go back and play it again to see just how much. I don't feel like it's a complete railroad, um, but it's a cool S- mystery game.
1: Some Here. of it you don't know how railroaded it is unless you go and look at... Like what your choices could have been, yeah. And you see the results. Some of it is hidden pretty well if you're just playing the game, but uh, if you go and you look through certain things, you're like, I wonder what it would have happened here. Yeah. The result is always you just would have ended up in the same place sooner or later.
0: Well, I think my other issue though, was is, like the settings, like Walking Dead. I was like, oh, it's a zombie game. Great. Sure. And I, by then, I was already not really a fan of Walking Dead anymore. Sure. But Wolf Among Us was cool because I was just discovering that kind of that world, that mythos. Right. And uh, it was a cool, like, detective noir story, which I don't get to. That's not something that really pops up in front of me very often in games. And, no, and or
1: anything, really. Really, yeah,
0: that's not it's a not very, common. Yeah, but when it's done well, genre. it can be really cool and really interesting. Sure. So, I would recommend checking it out, like, giving at least Chapter One a try. Give Chapter One a try, because then it's it's at least, like, it's a very unique story, very unique setting. Uh, it's got that kind of detective noir no feel game, to there's it. There's no
1: gameplay that's good.
0: I need a game to have good gameplay. It's well, the gameplay is not like you know combat strategy. It's it's a the gameplay is different. It's a there's no gameplay though. It's a mystery.
1: That, that's exactly the point of it. But no 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 no. So there you're is, saying you actually have to solve the mystery. Like yeah, you need there, to, there is
0: mystery too. Yeah, you can't just like you need click to, next, to click investigate
1: next. whatever. Crime scene. I don't know what yeah, the thing Yeah, you can't is. play
0: autopilot. You can't just go like, next, 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 next. You're not just making random choices
1: and, and moving it, on it. to the next point.
0: Yeah, I don't think you can just make random choices and get to the end of the game. I okay, think that's some, more appealing. Yeah, I would try Chapter 1. And if you don't like Chapter 1, then then don't do it. Okay. Alright, cool.
1: It's Telltale Games. So Anyways, so, all the way back. <laughs> I need my irrational hit. There's a film crew that are filming
0: a movie set in that universe. And uh, they had to come into our brewery. Uh, they wanted to do an overnight shoot while we were closed. and okay. Somebody had to be there, and I was the one who had um, allowed, agreed to let them come in. So that means I ended up being the one who would stay. So I stayed there. <laughs> so we went to San Antonio there that is. day, came back. I slept for a minute at home for like maybe 30 minutes, went back to the brewery, ended up staying, had a meeting at 7.30, stayed there all night long. And my plan was to sleep on the couch, but their production crew took over the entire tap room. So they were like costume, makeup, like, reviewing scripts in the tap rooms. I couldn't sleep on the couch. Right. So I slept for, like, an hour at my desk. I went out to the van and tried to sleep there for 30 minutes. I had, like, no sleep. Jeez. So then I go to Houston to do deliveries all day, uh, go to sleep, wake up, finish my deliveries in the morning, drive back to have a meeting, then drive back to Austin, uh, go home, sleep for another hour, get up, go to the brewery, work. And we had both the slasher proms. It was Friday the 13th which is super yeah, right. fun. That's yeah. Cool. And we had the 5-8 brew tour, which is 7 zip code. There's a whole bunch of breweries in that neighborhood. So the Austin Chronicle did this big brew tour. So we had a shit ton of people coming through the brewery. So we were like slammed. So I worked an hour and a half past the, sh- the swing shift that I had signed up for. Right. And then came, basically went home. I got home at like 2.30 in the morning, uh, fell asleep, woke up the next day, went back to work, did the closing shift, which is when I saw you, which is why when you saw me, I was at like next level tired, <laughs> and we closed. You're uh, doing a pretty good job. I uh, think you were just like hyped up on like hysteria. Maybe. Yeah, beer, beer, and coffee does a good job, right? Uh, and that I you, you just need some relief. You just need some Lines of leave. Lines of Um And then I you, to town. And then I basically slept all Sunday.
1: You yeah. Otherwise, you would have
0: died. Yeah, I got up at nine, ate breakfast, and then went back to sleep. I think that's a wise <laughs> decision to make.
1: Yes, yeah, so that was. That okay. was my week. Um, That's crazy. Well, we did get to play some games. Or I got to play a little bit more. Yeah, and I got to play a few. And you got to play some. First, or you want to jump into Yeah, I'll, I'll. I don't know. I'll quickly go through my things. Okay. So uh, I've been playing Tekken almost every day. Probably about five days a week for about half an hour each day. Okay. And I think I maybe mentioned it last time, but I feel like just practicing a little every day is better than practicing like in bulk for one or two days. And it definitely feels like it's paying off a little bit. I'm playing people who are higher ranks and actually able to hang with them more than I was able to in the past. Oh, wow. And so and I'm kind of learning the ins and outs a little bit more detail. I think it gives you a better uh, vantage point into the nitty-gritty of the aspects of the game. Like, oh, this is a move I need to do at this point in time. And it's just easier to grasp that when you're focusing on, like, one thing at a time. Yeah. It's 30 minutes at a whack instead of two hours where everything kind of blurs together. Uh, the big thing, though, that I played this weekend, I just sat down and basically, other than when he saw me Saturday okay. and some work I did and some hanging out with Rachel, I played Fire Emblem Echoes, and, and I started it two weeks ago. I just finished it. <laughs> I played that game for like 15 hours this weekend oh, or shit. something. It was <laughs> stupid. Uh, but I, I enjoyed the game. It made my top 50 list, which is not a surprise if I was able to sit down and bench it. Uh, not super high. I mean it's like 41, 42. It's very specific. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, well, I have them all ranked. Top 50. Got to go 1 through 50. Yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed the game. It had some flaws. Not, I'll talk about it a little bit more because I'm going to talk about some turn-based games uh, like Fire Emblem. Compared to real-time with pause games like Pillars of Eternity 2, which is the only other single-player game I've played in the past few weeks. Which you were playing when I walked in this morning. And I was playing it. I was trying to wrap up a quest before you before we started the podcast. So that's been my gaming uh, aspects for the past week. Okay. Well, I've got a... Uh,
0: well, first I'll say, um, sad news is I had to quit my Blood Bowl League.
1: That is really sad. Anytime you have to give up gaming.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's because... I mean, you heard how busy my week was, right? and there's n- almost no time for gaming and all, like any sort of real scheduled gaming, and Blood Bowl's all about scheduling a time with someone to sit down that I can, you know, dig into the game, and like the one night last week that I was able to play, Aaron fell asleep on the couch, and we've, you know, we've got a, you know, we've got a kid on the way, so we've rearranged our apartment, so now we kind of have an efficiency style apartment, so the bed's like two feet from the couch, okay, four feet from the TV, so uh, we, I didn't want to wake her up, I was like, dude, I can't play tonight. And then, like the next day, um, Jared reached out. He's like, "Hey, man, like you know, you missed last week's game, and you're missing like where you would gonna be able to play this week's game." And I'm just like, "Dude, I'm gonna have to back out because I just don't have the time to play." And that sucks. That suck. I really enjoyed the game, actually. That's, I would. Yeah, you had some good
1: stories about it too. Yeah. Not I,
0: I just I had to you know so the the bogus <laughs> the uh, the bogus journeymen are retired. Oh no! The team got shut down.
1: It's tough to really schedule things. Even I mean, my schedule's. More free than yours, since I don't have a brick-and-mortar establishment to, yeah. to deal with. Yeah. But even then, it's tough for me to schedule. Like I was looking at like online tech and tournaments and stuff, and I was like, I just don't want to sign up for this. <laughs> like It's just easy to play 30 minutes here and there at some point in the yeah. day than yeah. it is to, to specifically sign up for it. Um, and then I know like, you are asking me to play in the Final Fantasy League. That the, the final fantasy league. football. Fantasy football league. I mean, we are doing <laughs> gaming, so. But yeah, fantasy football.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, I'm hesitating to commit because for this very reason, because I just had to quit the blood bowl thing. And I was yep. Like, I just, you know, um, I have been playing. i <laughs> back, sucked into lineage two again. God uh, here lineage. it comes. It's a lineage music <laughs> Alright. Um lineage two, and I've said it before. The brilliant thing they do is <laughs> finding ways to just hook you in. And right as I was starting to feel just way, I was like, I'm done with the grind. Like, I'm having to, like, weekly quests, there's, there's every day you can do 10, right? And you have to manually work through them, and it, it's like, I'm like, fucking sick of it. I don't wanna do this anymore, they <laughs> released a feature called um, Auto Quest, which, which is better than the, in, in, within a quest, Auto AutoQuest, right? Now there's an Auto Quest <laughs> of all the quests.
1: Oh, so it gets you the quests for you. Yeah, so I literally just hit them.
0: start, and I set my phone down, and I go do something, and I come back, and my character has completed all ten weekly quests <laughs> for the day. It's great. And there's this other type of quest, which has even better experience and goal payout, uh, which is called subquests. And you have to get scrolls for them, and, it's, and like you have to engage in dialogue during the quest, so you actually have to physically do it, and it takes a while. Uh, that is now auto-quested too. So now I just hit start and it will automatically go through all the scrolls until I run out of options run out of run At some so. point,
1: you're not actually playing this game. <laughs> no, I don't think I am. You, you just are giving your phone to Lineage <laughs> to do whatever it is they do with your they like, they've got some like,
0: you know, Bitcoin mining operation or some other sort of like data that's <laughs> happening in the background. Are like, right, you using
1: your processor yeah, for something? People logged in. Just whatever we can do to keep them logged <laughs> right. in
0: so they can, you know, They'd-
1: what? Yeah, I mean, what the whole goal for them, ostensibly, is to get you hooked enough that you spend money on oh, something, dude. right? Check. I guess there's is there cosmetics. I can't remember if we about They just released
0: that. cosmetics, yeah. But Check okay. this out. So they, um, when you're doing some of these other quests, uh, there's, like, elite quests where you go into the special uh, dungeon. Okay, it's okay. It's an elite dungeon. Yeah. You team up with some people. and it's it's You kill monsters for a long, you get, like, 30 minutes of, like, bonus time. But people stay there all night. They'll, they'll join a party. Stay in the party all night long because they just need to get. It's a great way to get experience when you're okay. not, not playing, right? So you just set your character to not like engage anything unless it comes super close. Okay. So you just get a whole bunch of people. They all stand in one group. That way, if anything comes too close, it gets killed, and they just leave it overnight and okay. just rack up experience and loot and all that stuff. Problem is, uh, you'll quickly max out your inventory space because it drops loot pretty fast. Okay. So within like five minutes of doing this, you can max your space out. So they released a new feature that auto sells. Uh, under a certain level and uh, so you get to set your you, you set your parameters so I was like cool sell everything that's under like class A or something like that okay right? or class A and under sell it okay and so it was fantastic I was making so much money. And they had they had that for a week, and at the end of the week, they got they took it away and said it's ten dollars.
1: <laughs> there we go. Yeah, and yeah. I almost bought it. There we go. Oh man, I was so close. They are drug lords. <laughs> I was like, just get <laughs> <just> you addicted <laughs> to the good life. <laughs> yeah. and then hey,
0: it's just ten dollars. Hey, it's just ten. You want to keep doing it? It's ten bucks. No ten bucks a deal. month. That's
1: all you gotta pay. Us? No big deal. Is yeah. it ten bucks a month? Yeah. <laughs>
0: You get bonuses on top of it.
1: I mean, so yeah, that makes sense. You get, you get 20% bonus experience, 20% bonus gold. It seems like the things they need to do, if they're making everything automated, is just make the automation even more efficient. <laughs> auto, right? Payments. Right. <laughs> right. auto payments. Right, auto payments. So like, you don't have to do anything. You just pay $10 or $20 a month in the game. You don't even have to log in at some point. It just gives you a level every day or whatever. Yeah. what why why are you playing this game there's no (laughs) gameplay it's just a thing where you get it's progress quest oh it's the and you just level up it's the
0: ultimate achievement
1: uh it's like these this clicker games that are talked about several weeks ago It's all
0: like clicker games but it's better than any it's the best one of the of the genre they but the genre is bad i can't that's dude i'm hooked it's an addiction I'll just take up smoking instead. How about that? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> All right. So I'm playing that. Uh, I really want to get back into For Honor because they've got some new releases coming out, soon, which look exciting. And then uh, XCOM 2, at some point I'm going to do another run-through. I, just got, I want to download, like I said, I want to buy the expansions first. So I'm going to buy the expansions, get this loaded in, then I'm going to do my next playthrough. Okay. So, that'll hopefully, be, That'll be a blast. Yeah. We'll talk about it then. Um, well, cool, man. That's, that's me.
1: Yeah, I think we're pretty good then. We can go into... Your topic, which is a little bit of indie games and yeah. specifically Devolver Digital. Specifically
0: right? Devolver Digital. I got to spend a good amount of time, uh, finally, in, the, in our new Devolver Digital lounge at the brewery mm-hmm. uh, playing a couple games, which was super fun. Uh, I've got something to go back to, and uh, yeah. And then the last part, we're going to talk about uh, your stuff.
1: Yeah, you mentioned uh, real time with pause versus turn-based. So like the Baldur's Gate, Pillars of Eternity style versus the... Fire Emblem XCOM style, and kind of preferences, what they each do pretty well.
0: Cool. All right. Well, let's take a break, and we'll be right back.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Kind of games. All right, and
0: we're back. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. You're right. That's true. John, John's not lying. No, we're back.
0: No, we're totally back. All right. So, uh, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about this Devolver Digital uh, Lounge. Now that I have, I've had some time to get into it and see what they've got, uh, there's so there's so much more there. Um, I know we're talking about doing a podcast from the Devolver Digital Lounge at Fourth Tab. And I may even try to get somebody from the publisher to come hang out with us when we do it. I think that'd be fun. I think it'd be the best way to do it. Yeah, so we'll see what we can make happen. But in the meantime, I have gotten a chance to check out a couple games. Um, the first one to we'll talk about is Hotline Miami. Um, this is a game by uh, Donator Games, I think, or Donaden Games. It's a European company uh, published by Devolver. Uh, this game came out on October twenty third, 2012, and I've actually been wanting to play it since it came out. It just like keeps popping up on my different you know feeds, or it comes up on like Steam, or it comes up on the PlayStation Store, and I just never, I never got myself to play. Wait, PlayStation Store? I don't know if it came up the PlayStation Store. Anyways, <laughs> I, it kept coming up, but I never got around to playing it, even though I was always interested. So it was cool to finally play it. Basically, top-down shooter that takes place in 1989 Miami. You you play a hitman who gets who gets called out to go on these massacres. Um, what's fun is the game is like super fast, and it rewards reckless play. Which is neat. How does it do that? So, uh, the game's real twitchy and fast. So you've got to move quickly. So okay. if you, you move your guy into a room. They see they're coming right at you. And if you don't if you don't twitch and kill them, then you die. But here's what's fun: if you die, it respawns you so fast it just immediately resets the level. Okay. And you're back at it. So if you you can fuck up over and over and over and over again, and you're not getting punished with having to wait for the screen to load. Losing experience, losing. How fast is the level? Levels. Like if you were to go through it and do it successfully. If you if you were to execute a level flawlessly, you could probably cruise through a level like in thirty seconds, forty-five seconds. Okay.
1: So but it's kind specific- of learning what the level layout is. Is exactly. that what the gameplay is? Yeah, part okay. of it's part of
0: it's learning the level. Okay. Uh, part of it is um, there is strategy involved, but it's a lot of pre-planning. It's like, okay, I'm gonna go into this room. I'm going to throw my gun at this guy so I don't alert the... To give you an example, I'm going to charge in the room. I'm going to throw my gun at this guy who's got... It's like a guy's got a gun, guy's got a bat, right? So charge in, throw my gun at the guy with a gun to knock him over so I don't alert the guards who are all in the rooms around me. Okay. Punch the guy with the bat, grab the bat, beat the guy who had the gun to death, and then turn around and beat the other guy to death. Okay. <laughs> then pick my gun back up and then turn the corner and throw it at the next guy, grab his gun... And then shoot the next three people, and then back to, into a room as the next people come at me, shoot them as they come through, throw my now empty gun at the next. guy. And so that's kind of how it plays out. So you've got to. It's kind you, of. Yeah, it's it's. You feel, it seems fun. It seems fun, yeah. And and there's enough skill to it so that when you start getting like really getting the swing of it, it feels good. Okay. Like, okay, I, I feel like I'm accomplishing a little something. I'm, right. like, I'm Getting the hang of this. And because it rewards aggressive gameplay, you actually get more. You get more points, right? So. I, I like
1: that. I think rewarding aggressive gameplay is way more fun than rewarding stale like cover shooters. We talked about that. Yes. Like why Doom is such a good shooter is because it re- rewards you for playing aggressively, going and killing things. Basically, you kill monsters and you steal their health. Yeah. Cover yeah. shooters, you get health by doing nothing. By hiding. By literally not playing the game. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good point. Um, yeah, it
0: rewards you just being aggressive and being reckless because when you're being aggressive and reckless, that's when like the weird shit happens, which can be fun because you're just like it's and it's very, very violent, very gory. It's got some weird, weird story elements going on that I haven't quite
1: figured out. Um, I've read that the story is on the good side, like it is a important part of the game.
0: Yeah, it's, so far it's very mysterious. I haven't gotten okay. far enough into the game for anything to really I've a lot it's posed a lot of questions to me. So there's a lot of like who are these weird characters with the masks? Why did my guy puke up a weird green liquid in the first first act? You know, wh-
1: what's what's going on here? Yeah,
0: what is going? Why am I going to kill these people, right? So there's a lot of good questions that are have me curious. So yeah, I'm I'm digging it so far.
1: Okay, yeah, I for some reason I don't have any reason that I haven't played it or not picked it up. I think visually, it's something that hasn't super appealed to me. Uh, like the graphics are fine and the style is fine, but I just haven't fallen in love. It's like a top down perspective,
0: right? It reminds me, honestly, it reminds me so much of the first couple Grand Theft Auto games before. 3. Okay. When Grand Theft Auto was one and top two. down. Yeah, one and two. Um, it reminds me so much of that. But imagine taking that style and honestly, kind of, kind of that art style bringing it into 2012 okay. and giving it that level of, like, art, right? So you, you know, we once, in an early podcast episode, talked about how games are just, in general, better because we've just had more time in the right. To, to... Right, run.
1: everything gets iterated on and games improve. Yeah,
0: so to imagine GTA 1 and 2 kind of, like, broken down to just the, the Hitman-killing-people aspect and then bring it forward, you know, a decade and a half of okay. storytelling advancement.
1: I, the, you talking about in, it encouraging aggressive gameplay and having this aspect of, there's a little bit of, there's a skill, there's the strategy of how am I going to go about approaching this level, or mm-hmm. I and mean, all that sounds super appealing to me, especially because you can finish a level, if you do it well, super quickly. Quick. Oh, super quick. And if yeah. you don't do it well, I mean, it's probably even not that long. I mean, it's probably yeah. isn't super long to figure out what to do. You could take, I mean, you could definitely take,
0: there have been some, a few levels I've played where my approach is to take my time. Right, I really just sort of carefully move from room to room,
1: kind of stealth like.
0: Yeah, and there, but there's also times when I just grabbed guns and just went in
1: charging. Now, are there are you in a position where you want to actually stealth through things, or is it stealth through things so that you can kill everyone? Because I can't play a stealth game without killing everyone. But you definitely want to kill everyone. Okay, good. Totally, because to I will, them. and in games like Hitman, it's fine. But eventually you just have to fight millions of enemies because they all spawn. And I'm like, ah, this is just getting to be too much. So, so far in Hotline Miami, you want to kill everyone. Okay, that's That's, that's what they're paying for. Because you're a hit man.
0: Yeah, the job is to go it, and, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, I'm, I will check that out. All right, so that's Hotline Miami. That's exciting. Uh, I'm going to keep playing that one. I'm, so, I'm, I'm hooked on it. So okay. I'm going to keep playing that. I guess I'm going
1: to just come to the brewery and check
0: it out. We. <laughs> we <laughs> really, have that's it. the best way to do it. <laughs> we have it there. Right. Yeah. Um, Bro Force. Uh, this is another one published by Devolver Digital. This comes from Free Lives Games, a company out of South Africa. This one was released October 15th, 2015. I remember first playing this at uh, Jeff's house a long mm-hmm. time ago. But a mutual friend of ours, Jeff, uh, who we've also known for 28 years. Yeah. And uh, we, it was back then, it was think, still beta, so they didn't have all the characters out. And it was still kind of. Okay. But, anyways, the version we have now is the final full version. Um, this is a side-scrolling run and gun called Broforce with a whole bunch of like hyper masculine uh, you know characters, I guess. Maybe it's like all
1: action stars. All
0: action yeah, just like you can play as Bruce Lee, as Chuck Norris, as The Predator, as Arnold Schwarzenegger, Judge Dredd is awesome, which I think is cool, Robocop, Will Smith from Men in Black, Conan the Barbarian. They even have a male version of the bride from Kill Bill one and two, <laughs> which is hilarious. Okay. Uh, machete is in it too, so a, it's a shit ton of characters. It's super fun uh, uh, if you've got people to play with. Because you were talking about you and I were talking before we recorded this how you didn't like it so much because it was just a uh,
1: yeah. There's not really a lot of highbrow gameplay. It's sort oof. of. Just mindlessly shoot things and hang out with friends. Semi mindlessly shoot things. I mean, yeah, there's always skill yeah. in those games, but they get pretty repetitive pretty quickly, especially at this point in our gaming career where I've seen this gameplay. It's it, it, yeah, the thing they do well is kind of the the silliness of the whole thing. Sure, I understand like setting counts for something, but I think it's a game that yeah, I could play for co op. You know, at your brewery or something, or at a friend's place for fifteen or twenty minutes. But I couldn't play for a long stretch of time. It's yeah, it's very much the game, and the
0: way we played it was, you know, Mike and I, uh, who were, I worked with the brewery, he was. We were both like, hey man, let's take a break. We both been working all morning. Uh, we got to lunch. We come back. Worked for a few more hours. We we're kind of both tired. So it's like let's take a break. So we sat down, had a beer, played force for a while. It was fun. Uh, and the one thing that, was that you might appreciate too, there's a moment where you get near the end of the, you get near the end of the level, and you encounter one of the Normal bad guys. And one of the bad guys, they have dynamite strapped to their chest. So okay, suicide bomber, right? So they come at you, blah, they explode. Right. Uh, nothing special. So I, you get near the, you know, we're getting near the end of this level, and it goes to a cutscene. You're like, oh, boss fight, right? That's what, that's the assumption. Right. And it, but it shows this little baby with the dynamite around it being born with the hood and then it shows it going to school and then it shows it's parents like taking it out dinner <laughs> and then it shows it graduating and then it shows it like joining you know joining the this army it shows it going through boot camp it shows it going through like its own missions it falls in love it gets married you know it's, it's it pulls its friends out of horrible combat and survives and you realize that's the person you're about to fight and you're just like Man, it's really setting it up and you realize it's just a r- normal dude. It's not a boss. It's just a random this is a random <laughs> character. And then here's the best part. He, like, sees you and goes, ah, and jumps off, hits the bridge, and explodes and dies. You, <laughs> you don't even get to fight him. <laughs> So it's like, you get to that part of the level, and you're, like, boss fight. They give you this whole backstory on just one random dude,
1: and you don't even get to kill him. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, we
0: were, yeah, we were laughing. It was fun. So the game's good. The game's full of shit like that. Okay. Right,
1: and that's where it sounds like it gets its...
0: And it's but again that's also real enjoyment out of that's best when you've got you know two or three other people sitting there with you sure. playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun. So well, I'm gonna keep playing. That's now. pretty amazing. That <laughs> <Yeah, poor> guy. <laughs> so good. Uh yeah. all right, Bro Force. All right, last one I have um, is even more ridiculous. <laughs> this one is called uh, genital jousting. It was made in
1: 2016, or released <laughs> in 2016. It's called genital. Jousting. Yes. Now what do you think I said earlier? I thought you said general jousting I think because my brain couldn't process a game being called (laughs) genital (laughs) jousting. Yeah, so you were confused and I was like So it's like Mario Party, but with dicks. Yeah, I was like, I guess general jousting I guess that's a general part of your body. I don't and then oh (laughs) genital Jousting
0: this is also from free live free lives games uh, Who made bro force? And I don't know how to really explain it, so what I'm going to do is read the quote, read quotes from their website about this game. Quote one, online and local multiplayer about flaccid penises and wiggly anuses. This okay. is true. Uh, Good. <laughs> on, so, so far, they don't lie. <laughs> Uncomfortably realistic penis simulation. Uh, dress up your own penis in the game. Parentheses. Uh, Learn to make friends. Uh, play as open collar, open collar or polo neck, uh, which made me laugh. And then Jesus. hours of recorded audio. It's very very important that they said hours of recorded audio.
1: What does that mean? I
0: don't know. So I, I, Aaron and I played it for a little bit. So Aaron and I... Um, Did you experience the hours of
1: recorded audio?
0: No. So we played... So we, we sat down to play it and load up, load up the game. And we go to offline multiplayer and you have... Classic mode, party mode, or date night. <laughs> <laughs> even, so we chose date night. We're like, of course. Let's do date night. And so here here are the games. Uh, the first one was pick flowers. And so you guide your penis through a garden and pick flowers. Whoever picks the most flowers wins. And then you move to the next level. Well, I actually didn't really have anybody win. It's just like as soon as you picked all the flowers, that level was over. <laughs> then you go to the next level, and it's called walk the dog. And each penis is holding a leash to a, a weird-looking dachshund dog. And you kind of just drag it through this level. Then you go across the street and then down a path. And that's the end of the level.
1: So what are you, you playing? You just got so... What is happening?
0: And then uh, here's here's the best part. You, or, this one, we couldn't figure out how to beat it, though. Uh, so you get to this last <laughs> level. or not last level, but you get to the next, the next date night level. And there's four targets set up, like bullseye targets. God. And there's a bunch of apples. And so you have to guide your... So at the. going to a the, better place than it seemed like. So between the balls, there's a little anus. So imagine just a penis with two balls and a butthole. And so you guide the butthole. Who doesn't imagine that? Right. <laughs> you, to, you guide the butthole onto the apple. And then the apple goes in the butthole, and you see it move through the penis, and then it spurts out the end. And so the goal is you want to get the apple in the butthole, and then while it's being processed through the dick, you aim it at the target so that it splooges on the target. Okay, I was wrong. That's
1: way worse than I thought it was going to. I was like, oh, that's not so bad. I totally, no. <laughs> Dude. No, it
0: went there plus some. But you also have to understand the art style for this is... Uh... Is very cartoony. Like it's, it looks like the Wii game. Yeah, it looks like you're playing like a Wii tennis. You know how like the cartoon style, like the innocent cartoon style, that is the art style of genital jousting.
1: Is this a good game? I have no idea. It's very difficult to play. It just seems like a game that's like this is stupid, <laughs> but people will buy it because it's so stupid. Yeah. And there's enough content that they won't be immediately angry that they bought
0: this game. It's incredibly bizarre. And I will say it's funny when I'm behind the bar and I look across the tap room and there's like 15 dicks on the screen. Cartoon dicks on the screen all just wiggling
1: around. (laughs) I will say that uh, the games have gotten less interesting to me as you've talked about them. Hotline Miami! (laughs) probably need to do a, a checkout again on it maybe I'll buy it Pro Force still probably not going to play it too much yep. General Jousting not, not going to happen <laughs> not going to
0: happen uh, no I mean you and Rachel could have date night yeah we do better date nights than that <laughs> <laughs> way better date nights I w- that's how I would recommend it too I would recommend give Hotline Miami uh, a fair shot Bro fours, I would only recommend, that's a great right, game. It is what it is. It's fun to sit down and play with your friends. That's why having it at the brewery is perfect. That's what I've seen people play the most at the brewery. I could see that. Yeah, because you get four people going, other people sit around watching, drinking, having a good time. Right. So they start ignoring the arcade games that we have set up. Right. And Bro Force. Yeah,
1: that's unfortunate for that aspect. <laughs> yeah. side, side effects. Yeah, whatever. Need to do uh some, some Tekken tournament nights, Tekken three or whatever is on that system. Yeah,
0: we have we also have um we have an NES now and we, I think somebody brought in a PS3, and I think I'm going to bring in... Wow, yeah, so PS3 is pretty legit. We're going to try to hook up more video game systems. We're trying to figure out a way we hook up a whole bunch of video game systems to this TV,
1: right. so we can actually have a whole gaming area. Uh, yeah, I think would be fun. That would be pretty neat. Uh, I was looking up some of the other games that they made, just because I was curious. Yeah. I, know they, I know they have... Free logs? For Devolver Digital. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so the, the publisher. Uh, so they did... You talked about that... They made Enter the Gungeon, and Mm -hmm. I had brought that up previously, and that's not really my style of game. I'm kind of tired of bullet hell games, but as far as bullet hell games go and roguelikes, it's pretty fantastic. I've been wanting to to play that one. So I think it's worth trying. They made Shadow Warrior, or published Shadow Warrior, the new one, and one and two. It's just a uh, first-person samurai game, essentially, with guns. Uh, The main character is really funny, has a lot of funny quips. The gameplay is fine, like nothing really super special to me. Samurai Warrior with guns. But but the main character is really funny. Uh, But they, more importantly, have a game I really want to play called Talos Principle. So I don't normally love puzzle games, but I've seen Talos Principle been recommended as sort of this uh, triumvirate of amazing puzzle games, which is Portal, The Witness, and Talos Principle. And I played the first two. I thought the game was Talos Principle. It is. So, I'm saying The Witness and Portal are two other really good games in the puzzle world. Okay, yeah, yeah. And Talos Principle is a third really good. Oh, you're saying it's on the level of... It's on, like, there's three puzzle games, uh, like, first-person puzzle games that are, like, super high up, uh, at least for PC. Okay. And I've played The Witness, and I've played Portal 1 and 2, and they're... Fantastic games. Uh,
0: Portal 2 is one of my
1: all-time favorite games. Yeah, Portal 1 and 2 are both in my top 25, 30, yeah. something like that. Even though they're short, it's just an incredible journey the whole way through. Uh, one of the best scripts in gaming, probably. Oh, yeah, because they just they just constantly they'll set the stage and then constantly break it. Right, and so that is what I love, is a game that's able to have a sort of serious setting. But be able to make you laugh constantly because it's just really, whereas like the genital jousting, (laughs) like, all right, this is all easy, stupid crap. There's no seriousness to it. But something like Portal that just, that well-written really kind of hooks me in. Oh, yeah. And there's like that mystery hiding, like literally hiding behind the walls. Right. That
0: you're like, you know, you start unraveling this whole story after you've, that's what's great. Like it establishes a setting and then it breaks it and then it establishes another thing and then it violates it. Did you play Portal 2? That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about oh, 2. You're thinking, yeah. 2. Okay, I was like,
1: because that sounds like Portal Two. Yeah, Portal, not 2. Portal One. Yeah,
0: Portal One. I, I mean, I played a little bit, but Portal Two. You I, didn't finish Portal One. No. Oh, I Portal didn't. One is better.
1: Really? I mean, I say it's better because the villain is better because, GLaDOS is amazing. I did. Uh, but Portal Two is like just behind it for me. It's like well, a few spaces. She's planet. also a villain for a little while in Portal Two. She is until. Twitch. But Spoiler but just alert. Yeah. yeah. But GLaDOS the whole way through is amazing in Portal One. I guess. But. You know, both both fantastic. Anyway, so Talos Principle is pretty high on my list to play because, yeah, it's one of those puzzle games that I think I'm really going to enjoy. Uh, one other game that they made that I do like, and I was trying to find a good mobile game to recommend you. Okay. And this is the game you should play. It's called Reigns. Have you heard of this? No, with R-A-I-N-E-S. R-E-I-G-S. R, like King's Reign. R-E-I-G-N-S. R-E-I-G-N-S. It's a game that's basically Tinder meets Kingdom Management. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Uh, <laughs> I really strange. need to show it to you. i will show to it to you over the break, and we'll kind of quickly go over it, because I have it on my phone. I just want to make sure I understood you said Tinder meets Kingdom Management. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I so said.
0: Swiping left and right. Yeah. Oh,
1: God. Uh, it's easy to play in short bursts. It's pretty rewarding. <laughs> you get kind of funny little stories that pop up here and there. there we go. It's a little bit of choose-your-own-adventure in some aspect. And I enjoy it when I've got... 10, 20 minutes, I'm just sitting around somewhere. It's been my go-to game if I don't really want to dive into something too deep. And I think it's been possibly the only game. No, it's one of like three games that I've bought on the Android store. I don't wow. buy a lot of games on there. but So I have to pay for it? It's not a- Yeah, it's it's like three bucks or something. You know, what's funny is anytime I have to pay, my
0: my expectations for quality when it comes to a mobile app, if I have to pay for it, are
1: ridiculous. It's 100 times better than Lineage.
0: <laughs> well, you know what I mean, like, because there's so many free, great free-to-play sure. games like Lineage Two. Uh, That's that. Not what great means. That, like, if I'm going to even spend two dollars on on an like an app, for instance, I'm expecting like the fucking world. Reigns is really good. It is okay.
1: Uh, so if I'm spending three dollars on an app, its head it better be. It's really good. The next oh, case, oh, you know I'm saying. It's not the next ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very bad expectation, <laughs> but it is a really good game. Okay. Uh, so they do yeah, make some pretty interesting games. Uh, I was actually wasn't aware that they made Talos Principle or Shadow Warrior. I knew Reigns and Enter the Gungeon somewhere in the back of my head, but they're a, a really good. Yeah, so you should look up Talos Principle. And then
0: Enter the I know I don't know about Enter the Gungeon, but then Reigns, Reigns. for my I'll... phone.
1: I'll show it to you on my phone. Okay, sweet. Let's do it over the break. We'll All kind right. of a like quick, quick little spiel about it. Sweet. So go play Talos Principles, what you're telling me. So Talos Principle. It's yeah, Shadow Warrior, right? Yeah. I, Shadow Warrior is in a game I'd recommend, but it was kind of neat. So... You can write it down if you want to look it up. I'll write it down. How about that? But yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> so then I'm going to cross it back out. But it's okay. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Kind of, so I'm going to circle it's, it. I, I did not finish the game. I got... Through maybe two thirds of the way, yeah. and I, I stopped playing because I got kind of bored. Of sp- I'll start with Calus Prince, and I'll use that to judge. Yeah, them. I mean, I don't, I can't say whether it's actually good because I haven't played it, but it's higher on my list of want lists. Okay. Want, 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 want wishes, wants. wishes, 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 yeah. wishes, wanting. All
0: right, I think that means we need to take a break. Voodoo. Yeah, I think it's break time. All right, uh, we're gonna come-
1: What do you have any more on the? No, I just want to say mumbo-jumbo. Uh, right. <laughs> it's really
0: addictive. We're gonna take a dude, break. have you tried to leave? It's so good. We're going to try <laughs> Try some elite. We're going to take a break, uh, you know, <laughs> balloon some elite. Pop some
1: painkillers. <laughs>
0: yeah. Inject it into our eye sockets. <laughs> oh, man, I haven't even thought about
1: that. Oh, yeah, dude.
0: Get, mm. get wrecked. Yeah. Uh,
1: why don't you use like a leave and gentle Johnston? Ooh, taking a break. Maybe that's the All way. right, break time. <laughs> we'll be back and Chris can talk
0: about uh, some stuff. <laughs> yeah. You get hyped. Real loose
1: today. Real loose. Real loose. Nice <laughs> and easy. Easy breezy. <laughs> All right, we're back. Hey, we're back. We just. I just showed John Reigns. Hey, we're back. And, and, yeah, we're back. You said that. <laughs> then we're back. Okay, robot. Robot John! Then we're back. Wow. Okay, so you just, you just bought Reigns? I did.
0: You <laughs> so showed it to us in a At first, I was like, you paid money for this. And I'm like, all right, it seems kind of neat. Yep,
1: so maybe you'll get a chance to actually sit down and play it some. Yeah. I'll I mean, it should be able to. It's on your phone and it's easy to play. That's usually where I get most of my gaming done these days. Hey, that's fine. Now you have a, a good game. As long as I can get you to play Lineage 2 less. I'll, I'll, I'll consider this podcast, the entire podcast, an accomplishment <laughs> it's and yeah. a success.
0: Basically, the day we stop, I stopped playing Lineage 2 is the day we end the podcast. Yeah, it's so. done. All right. <laughs> Our journey's over.
1: We did what we needed to do. Everything else was just a ruse. Uh, what we're actually going to talk about, though, is uh, kind of turn based tactics and strategy versus real time with pause when okay. it comes to RPGs and kind of tactical tactical squad-based games.
0: Let's, let's talk about the games that are brought you this point.
1: Yeah, so, uh, I've been playing Fire Emblem, and I've been playing Pillars of Eternity too. Fire Emblem Echoes? So, yeah, Fire Emblem Echoes. Well, so I've been playing Fire Emblem in general. I also put a little bit of time into a game I had started oh. called Fire Emblem Path of Radiance, which is an old GameCube game. I don't like it, and I'm done with it because it's too trivially easy, but... Uh, that's kind of a flaw with the game itself, and not so much with the system of turn-based games. Uh-huh. So, Fire Emblem—I'll talk about Fire Emblem Echoes first. It's this turn-based RPG. You we talked about it a little bit last week. You get your army. You slowly recruit people. You have ten to twenty people on the screen, depending on where you are in the game. Ten to twenty people you control on the screen, plus however many enemies. Right. And each—you know—you take your turns with all of your players that you control at once and the enemy takes all of their turn, you alternate back and forth until you kill the enemy. Right? Most game, turn-based games kind of work this way. Pillars of Eternity 2 is real time with pause, meaning all the action is taking place in real time, but you can pause it at any point to assign orders to people. Right. So you can say, I want this person to cast the spell, this person to attack this unit, and this guy to heal one of my other uh, injured allies. And so all of this takes place in real time. Now. The thing I've really noticed playing these games kind of back-to-back is a big preference towards turn-based tactical play over real-time with pause. Mm -hmm. And I think for a while, I really liked the real-time with pause just because Baldur's Gate 2 is such a fantastic game. Mm -hmm. And that kind of set the stage for realizing how awesome this new, shining type of gameplay could be. But as I got more into... Uh, playing turn based games like XCOM 2, Fire Emblem, and also turn based games that are like board games. I mean, board games are pretty much all turn based, right? Mm-hmm. Getting to look at and plan out all of your moves and get feedback from them in a very easily digestible manner mm-hmm. is not only fun, but critical to being able to expand on the critical thinking and strategy aspects of those games. Whereas something like Pillars of Eternity 2 is very cumbersome to get that feedback because so many things are happening on the screen at the same time. Mm-hmm. You are attacking something. There's several different dice rolls and modifiers that you have to figure out to understand why you either hit or you missed or you didn't penetrate their armor or you didn't do the right type of damage. Whatever the case is, it's not immediately obvious because ten things are happening at once, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, there are five enemies are fighting your five players, and all of them just happen, and I have to scroll through, and most of it's irrelevant bullshit, because it's just a regular hit. But the things that do matter are critical to your success when you're fighting harder battles, or you're playing on harder difficulties. Whereas something like XCOM, I mean, that you just played, uh, or Fire Emblem, you perform an action, you see the result, you know exactly why what happened happened. Mm-hmm. In XCOM 2, there's modifiers that say it your percentage to hit is 58% or whatever, and it's you have a base percentage of aim because of your soldier. Mm-hmm. The enemy's behind a half cover. He has some sort of ability. Your guy has some sort of ability. And all that is easily calculatable on the screen. And it gives you feedback for why things happen. And you can plan out these moves one step at a time and clearly understand what is going on in the game. And I think that's a big aspect to being able to develop more strategic, tactical battles without frustrating the player. And Pillars 2 can do that, because Real Time with Pause is essentially turn-based game that is happening at very quick speeds, yeah. right? Like, it's steeped in Dungeons & Dragons, which is a turn-based system, but things happen in real time, so instead of you doing your move and the other person doing your move, you're both doing it in the six-second round or whatever that happens. Well, it's not even... it's. So there's a lot to unpack there. Um, there is,
0: and we'll get to more, but I think we should start with that. Yeah. Uh, so the so I don't I don't entirely disagree with you here. Um, there's a few points where I I think. What am um, I trying to say? All right. So take the real time with pause. Right. So one thing that I'd like about it though is that it creates more what I think of as a realistic battle in the sense that things happen are chaotic because. In theory, battle is chaotic. Right? Sure, and I like I like that function of the time because it allows like people who are faster or slower or things take more time than less time. It kind of creates this tension to it, which I dig. So let's say you're casting a spell that takes 20 seconds to cast or 15 seconds to cast, um, and the other guys only takes five seconds to swing a sword. Like you have to accommodate for that. So sure, you know, next come two. I'm using a special ability. Usually, it's like. I just use it, and it's done. I got all the time in the world to kind of figure out how I want to use it, which is cool if you want to get granular, detailed. But um, you don't have that impending threat of like I need to also consider the timing aspect. And so the cool thing about that, about you know the turn the real time with pause, is like a character speed or the speed of certain actions really matters a lot. Um, the most I've seen that I've implemented in a turn-based game is like you know when they choose the order of characters moving. Right. Speed kind of the furthest speed will take you is the you get to go again before the next guy. So kind of I've, you, some games like actually have the images lined up of who's right. going next, and you can see that shuffle. Yeah, like Final Fantasy Tactics does that. Yeah, so it'll shuffle based on like whether you freeze a guy or whether you speed yourself up or slow down or something like that.
1: Um, and some moves just take longer like more turns to cast, right. right? But yeah, either way of doing it is sort of the same result. The one, one good thing, one cool thing about real time
0: uh, with pause is that it allows everything to play out kind of in a natural time. Like it's weird, the yeah, age you can pause it, issue orders, but at some point you got to unpause it and just let combat happen, which is fun. And I, I get what you're saying. Like so, it sounds like you were saying that you were associating a lot of the positive feelings of that game mechanic with a very classic game. And that seeing it in other games either hasn't been done well enough or you think there's an issue with the mechanic itself. I think there's an issue. Yes, that's
1: totally fair. And I think that's a lot of what I'm going with here. Um, So there's a couple things on that. So Baldur's Gate has some flaws with a lot of the classes in the game. Uh, Classes that aren't magic-based have very little to do. Okay. Fighters pretty much just go and swing swords. Thieves maybe stealth and then backstab. Rangers send their pets and just shoot archer, you know, shoot arrows at, at different units. They have a few abilities, but for the most part they're pretty much on auto combat. Yeah, most so, of my time was spent managing
0: the spellcasters.
1: Right. Yeah. So most of what you're doing is spellcasters. There's also not as big of a deal if you're doing like piercing or slashing damage or whatever. Uh, it's just, you know, you've got your armor class, you're trying to hit it. It's pretty simple. And that means that there's less characters that you have to concentrate on to micromanage to figure out why they are or aren't doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. The next step to evolving that, which Pillars 2 has done, I think, a really good job of. I think they have a really good combat system, so I'm not trying to knock the game too much. I'm more knocking, like, like, I think it might be better if they could implement that into a turn-based gameplay for what I would like to see. And I'll dive into a little bit more of why in a second. Uh, more specifically, why I like it so much. But pillars, there's so much going on. You've got different uh, four different types of defenses. You've got your will for your, your mind, fortitude, reflex, deflection. Deflection is like your basic default defense. Uh, and then you have you know resistance to different elements. Your resistance slashing sl- versus piercing, and all of this is calculated and well done. You can look at it in the battle log. You can see oh this is what led to causing this. But because there's just so much there, it can become overwhelming. Whereas turn-based games really distill everything down to a smaller set of numbers. And because it happens immediately, you can quickly realize, oh, this thing does this. I don't have to worry about the math here. And then there's a few more complex formulas you have to worry about. That's not as readily apparent in Pillars Mm -hmm. or any of those types of games. Because you're not focusing on one character at a time. You never focus on one character at a time. You're always having to look back at the battle logs and you're having to figure out, okay, why did this person do this? I can't remember what they did last time and why it worked or why it didn't work. it's just a little bit too much into the realm of having to go nitty gritty to get the full experience and having it be overwhelming to the player.
0: Yeah. Well, one, and one thing I said when we first started talking about this before recording, one thing I said was, uh, or one question I had was, um, is it, is it how much can we really compare these two apples to apples? Because... They offer different, and, and talking about this with you, they ta- they offer pretty different experiences. So, like a, a term-based strategy, really is going to be more about digging into one move at a time, really knowing the math, knowing the like focusing so, on one character. Whereas the real the real time of pause is it's not really about that. It's more about a larger scale, you know, battle controlling a uh, you know. I'm trying to say here. I, I, I don't the immersive think, feeling. No, yeah. or, I mean that may be part of it. I don't want to say like. You know, looking at a tree, looking at fords versus the trees. I don't think that metaphor quite carries, right. but that's the kind of direction I'm going here. And one, it's the experience is supposed to be about controlling a battle as it plays out. Whereas sure. the other one is more about controlling individual characters and making the optimal choice in right. every moment. Whereas, yeah, whereas real time, it's not about necessarily making the optimal choice at every moment. It's more about just how are you utilizing all these people in real time, I guess.
1: Okay. I see sense? kind of where you're going with yeah. it. I don't know the exact word to describe it. And that, is why I think turn-based is better, and largely it's for me that you there's more critical thinking you can apply to a turn-based game. There's just more strategy because you are getting every little move you are micromanaging. Yeah. So you can find, tooth, comb, every single move that's coming through and perfect your strategy, and it's all basically, it's on you, yeah. right? Whereas with pillars, issues I'm running into are things like AI, just going and attacking a guy I charmed a second ago and now he's no longer charmed and now he's killing my guys when he should have been on my side for 10 seconds okay and I just expended resources that got wasted because the AI is well dumped to be fair that's not a that's not a problem with the mechanic that's more a problem of
0: it's of like the coding on their side so
1: well it is and it isn't part of the problem is that to make a really good game here like to make it really work with real time with pause is you need better AI than you need with turn-based games. Okay. Like, it's tough to do correctly, I feel like. Yeah, because the AI is also having to respond to a chaotic situation. Right, the AI is also trying to figure these things out. And you're like, why are you doing what you're doing? I don't know. doesn't really make sense. Turn-based, it usually comes across as pretty logical. As long as they, like XCOM 2, they typically make pretty smart moves. If you add mods, they make even smarter moves and it gets really tough. Yeah. Uh, but in, in, in pillars, that doesn't necessarily happen. I do think one other aspect that... Real time with pause can be good with if you like it. Is that normal battles are more fun? Like, when I say normal battles, I mean kind of trivial battles. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't want to sit through and do a turn based battle for something you know you're guaranteed to win in because it's 45 minutes to do something that should be five minutes.
0: Yeah, you know, that's a good point. There's, I'm thinking back to when you got your, your group, you're walking down the street, you get jumped by some people that you're gonna, you know, you're gonna wreck them. Right. And so you just pause real quick, say, you cast. Spell this dude, take him out, you two attack this guy, take him out, you kill him. Unpause, boom, 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 battle's over. Right. And you
1: get to see it all played out. And that's that can be fun. Yeah, that can be fun. I think for those, real time with pause is a better system. I typically am going to prefer a game where every battle is pretty challenging. Yeah. And, and requires at least some level of difficulty where I have to kind of think about some things. Maybe not hard necessarily.
0: It also depends on the story. Like XCOM 2 it makes sense because you're flying these guys in for a mission, a tactical mission. Whereas in Baldur's Gate sure. or... I don't know if it is true for Pillars, but a lot of times, I mean, you literally do get jumped sometimes. You're right. just cruising through the street and somebody's like, I'm going to attack you now. And, like, an and, and while, yeah, not necessarily, those, those battles themselves aren't necessarily, you know, world-changing. It's like, I guess it's a flavor battle. You know, maybe not be as egregious as, like, the JRPG rando encounters, but... No, it's, it's certainly not. Because every battle
1: in Pillars and Baldur's Gate and all of those are pretty unique, uh, I think... There's a few that have repetitive battles. Tyranny has some repetitive battles because you're fighting armies, and so armies just end up being composed of similar units. Yeah. Uh, but the game still worked out despite all of those things and was able to manage to t- tweak a few things to make it interesting. But Pillars, every battle feels generally pretty interesting to me, I mean, just in terms of flavor. Yeah. Uh, I-, I do think it pulls you in uh, immersion-wise a little bit better to see, like you're saying, all these things playing out in real time and happening. Things kind of have a life of their own in a way that turn-based games don't have a life of their own because right. you are sort of every soldier in XCOM. You're sort of every soldier in Fire Emblem, right? If I make a mistake and someone dies, it's me. I don't have stupid AI to blame. I don't have right. weird game effects to blame. Uh, I I am responsible for everything in a turn-based game. Uh, but real time with pause... <sighs> It's just, it can be very frustrating at points that I don't find turn based to be fresh. Like, when turn based games are frustrating, it's because it's a really challenging battle. When real time is challenging, it's because it's a frustrating system to deal with. Okay. And. And so, I mean, we're kind of comparing the two systems together. I don't, I don't
0: know if that's fair, though. I mean, there definitely are can be challenging battles that are all real time with pause because they're challenging yeah, battles, and they can. Like, yeah, yeah. But I
1: mean, I, I guess I'm saying at the most like annoying aspect of the game, <laughs> like when I'm like really frustrated with the game. When it's real, yes. The question is when, like, when I reach max frustration. Yeah. The, diff, the, question, isn't
0: the question is a difficult question. Is why are you getting the most
1: irritated? Right. And it's a different sort of irritation when it's. I'm not good enough to beat this, or I'm not performing as well as I, I should be, right. according to what you're telling me, and I'm losing because of bullshit in the system. Gotcha. Right? And in the game, when you're playing on a pretty high difficulty, like I'm playing on the max difficulty for Pillars 2, yeah. there are some pretty tough battles, and when somebody makes a stupid mistakes, when they go into melee range, and I didn't want them to, Yeah. and now... If they leave, they're going to take a disengagement attack and lose half their life. That, like, can completely fuck a battle. Uh, and so that kind of stuff is really frustrating and doesn't happen in a turn-based game. No. It's a... It's, uh... Right, because I get to control every little thing. So, for me, it's you get the feedback, you get the granular detail when it comes to turn-based games, and you don't get that as much as you, with, with real-time pause. And so, for me... That makes turn-based a better system. Okay. Uh, real time with pause, I could see it being better. If you really just want to have a d and I don't want to worry about the challenge as much, go through it, kill some things, whatever, move on. Mm-hmm. Maybe makes it a little bit better. And I'm not saying that Pillars 2 is a bad game because of this. I'm saying that the world that they created might have been like all of it could have been better represented, possibly with a turn-based combat system. Yeah. Just in terms of overall enjoyment. Well, is there are
0: there any hybrid systems that exist between these two? Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of that. What, how, how, how would,
1: would you make that. I mean, maybe. I mean, because real time with pause is the. Hybridization of real time and turn based. Yeah, well, so then you're like getting to seventy five percent turn based, twenty five percent real time, or something. Maybe
0: maybe there's a way where you, you know, we talked about shadow tactics briefly, where and I know we we decided this isn't really either, but right, it's a, but it has that you know you can plan out actions for everybody and execute them all at the same time. So I'm wondering if like in a, well the same thing with real time pause, you can pause it. Right. You just you don't have the the challenge well and the, maybe this is an argument in favor of real time with pause then is that the challenge there is you don't know what the enemy's doing. In a real time in a turn based strategy game, you know the enemy's gonna stand there. Sure. He's not gonna move. Right. Unless it's like got an overwatch feature, which is really cool and which is really cool in XCOM too. Sure. Um you know, they're not going to do anything. So you can you can I'm going to move this guy here, and then I'm going to attack with this way, and I don't have to worry about anything else because he's not going to move. That's Whereas a good point. In real time with pause, you're just like, this is what I'm going to do. I don't know what he's going to do in the meantime. Like I'm going to try to cast a spell, but they could also be trying to cast a spell to counter that. Or right. I'm going to move here to attack, but he could run away the other direction. maybe I'm
1: casting fireball, and then all the enemies are going to run away.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, there's there's that, but that requires a really well written combat AI. See what to, I mean? Yeah, to make full use. Of yeah, it. otherwise you get in these frustrating. You, you open yourself up to stupid
1: situations. And right? even then, it can be frustrating if you have good AI and it responds to you casting a fireball and they're all going to disperse. You're like, "Well, I'm ever going to cast fireball? They're always just going to run away."
0: Figure out a way to do it. they not right,
1: and then you, then you have to go to fireball and figure out how to make that work. Right? Yeah, yeah. Then it's then you like an a, instant cast or something, or, or whatever. You,
0: you know, there's some way to paralyze people in place or, or surprise right. it, hit it, hit it from surprise, which kind of makes sense because if you're in a fight and a dude starts casting.
1: Fucking fireball! I'm not going to just stand there and wait for it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to take off I running. I guess, and I think you can do it in pillars too. You can redirect where you're going to cast the fireball up until the moment that it happens. Oh, that's cool. So, and that makes sense. Like that if totally you're summoning a fireball, you're like, I'm not yeah. going to do it until, like, I'm not locked into this one place. I'm concentrating yeah. on.
0: But that's and that's something I love. One of the things I love. Speaking of turn-based, is the Overwatch feature in XCOM 2. Because mm-hmm. as long as you had your guys set up as is uh, in Overwatch. You get these great mo- moments where the aliens would land in a reinforcement, three guys would jump out, they'd see you and they'd try to run to cover, and your
1: whole team's on Overwatch. And you're like, no, no, and everybody fires at It's once. super satisfying. It's just drop drop, you know, and that's cool. It is really cool. I think that's one of the more satisfying things in the game. It's great. It's when mm-hmm. reinforcements come in and you just kill them all <laughs> before already, they actually get anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you're already on Overwatch. You're like, no, no, you do not get anywhere. Yeah, yeah. That's,
0: that's kind of a, in that moment it's kind of a real-time-ish feeling. But that's, that's just an Overwatch feature of, you know... Right. It's it's the way to counter that whole situation in turn-based where, you know, I know the guy's just going to stand there. Because even if it, have, it go the, works the other way, I know there's an alien hiding behind that wall. If I don't know he's on Overwatch, I'm like, well, I'm okay. I'm safe to just move past him or sneak around to this side and then attack him. Right. He's on Overwatch. As soon as he sees me, he's just, you know...
1: Yeah, but but blown. that's also what's really cool is that it's really clear what the result of all of your actions are going to be in yeah. XCOM. You can, but like and it's, it's totally clear. The feedback is fantastic. And I I did love that about it because it has
0: this like puzzle element to it. It's a strategic element. It's like, yeah, it's solving a puzzle. That's kind of what it feels like sometimes. The strategy, the turn-based gives me real time to dig into every little thing. I'm like, what are all my options here? What's the optimal move? How do I set myself up for success in the next couple moves? Right. You know, that's a cool puzzle
1: to solve. Right. So you could spend time just sitting there thinking through it. It's hard to do perform a set of optimal moves in a real time with pause because there's just this inherent chaos to the whole system. Yeah. And I think to really appreciate it, yeah, you have to not care about chaos in games. You have to be fine playing a little, you know, this is simplifying it too much, but playing more risk than playing uh, diplomacy, yeah. you know, style of game. And that's what I was thinking. It's like kind diplomacy. of a... It's, they, they offer Our access and allies is better than diplomacy. They, they offer like, a different experience, you know. And it's,
0: um, I think, some of it might have to do with the story, the setting of the game. That they're, you know, what kind of game they're trying to make, what kind of story they're trying to tell, what experience they're trying to give the player.
1: Um, some the thing I'm worried about is that real time with pause is persisting not so much because it's the right type of gameplay for mm-hmm. that world, but because Baldur's Gate 2 is this pinnacle of amazingness, right? And people just keep trying to replicate this old school feel. (laughs) Swear we're not a Baldur's Gate. We're like a, how everything
0: compares to Baldur's Gate 2 podcast. (laughs) Yeah,
1: well, I mean, it's, and I think it's fair, it's more really fair in this example, right? Because this is, I mean, they are not shy about saying that this came from Baldur's Gate 2 style of gameplay, right? Uh, and their other game, like Planescape Torment is also a fantastic game around that time, but not because of the combat. The combat of the game is not good.
0: But you're basically you're saying that, if I'm hearing you right, that it still pers- persists today in a lot of games when it ne- not necessarily should be there. Right. But it's only there because they're trying to recreate something that was really cool in another game. That's what I'm saying. And. Yeah.
1: Well, that. To that point, there's a game called Temple of Elemental Evil. Okay. Uh, it's a D&D, I think, three or three and a half is what it's steeped in. But it's a turn-based RPG. You go into a dungeon, you kill stuff, whatever. The story is absolute garbage. The characters <laughs> are absolute garbage. But the combat <laughs> is awesome in the game. Okay. The combat works really well. It's a turn-based game. There's lots of interesting strategic moves. Uh, I think you could go through it. You know, you're not going to go through it more than once because there's just not the replay value. You sort of have your characters and you pick your party or whatever and you go through it and you're done. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of depth or immersion, but the combat is really good. And it shows that you can have that D&D style. I'm going to go on an adventure. I'm going to lead my party to victory and get some role-playing stuff in and do it in a turn-based setting yeah. and have it work really well. And I, you could argue that's it's one of the best implementations of D&D combat on a computer because it's D&D turn-based as it was meant to be, as it was designed yeah. for, and Pillars 2, I mean, yeah, I think the combat is still good, I think the game is still good, but I think it's not, I think it's worse because it's not turn-based, yeah. and it's hard to say, right, I mean, I don't know exactly what the turn-based version of it would be, and the game is still good, so it's uncertain, right, whether or not this is absolutely true, because you were, we we're trying to think about a blend of turn-based and real-time pause, yeah. with like something that's like 75% turn-based, and I don't know what that would necessarily look like. I mean, at the, at the risk of opening up a can of worms, and this isn't exactly
0: what we're talking about, but if you think about JRPG style combat, right. where you still get that speed timer effects. Okay, but you still have, you still have time to pick your action. Right, and that also takes. I mean, that also takes out all. Yeah, like the active
1: time battle yeah. where you you have a timer that's. Like, I don't even. Know, I do I don't think we should get into that. Well, this is, this I didn't say anything. Yeah, and and it really is even that. Is this sort of like gimmicky turn based, right? Because yeah. your, your turn comes up like it would in Final Fantasy Tactics, or something where you have an order yeah. that is speed dependent or whatever. So yeah, I don't know exactly where yeah. these kind of games would go if they decided to one day go turn based. I think my my gut feeling says that they would be they would be better if every battle is tough and strategic. Mm-hmm. If half the game is sort of trivial, I just want to feel powerful, which is a fair thing to want to have in those games. And then the other half is strategic. And yeah, maybe real time with pause works better because that way you don't have to sit through long battles that are meaningless and trite. And that might be really what the big differentiator is. It's it's what level of depth do you want in your game or expect out of it.
0: Well, it might be a good moment to throw it out to our 18, 15 listeners. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you got an opinion on this, yeah. you feel a preference for one over the other, or you think they're both fair in their own rights, or you happen to know of a particular uh, implementation of the game we, of this mechanic we didn't mention, and would love to share it with us. We'd love to hear about it. Um, yeah, that brings us to the end. I think. Yeah, we're done. We cool. did it. Success. Yeah. Now that I've thrown it out to the group, to the people, the questions for responses. I guess we do the the email thing. Yeah, we do the email thing. We plug our our shit.
1: No, like no sick days podcast at gmail com. That's right. If you want to reach um, out to us, that's how you do it. Oh, no, that's a great way.
0: And then there's also Facebook and Instagram and all that good stuff. Um, the best way to find all of that is go to nosickdayspodcast dot com. We yep. website.
1: It's all easily accessible. Hell yeah!
0: All right. Well, here we are. We are we've, here. We've reached the end. Ah,
1: great existentialism. At least, at least right until right next now. week. We are where we are. I'm gonna go right play. Now.
0: I'm gonna go play Rains. So this looks fun.
1: Nice. I'm looking forward to you playing it.
0: Heck yeah. And I'll probably play 400. Aaron's closing tonight, so I might have to have a chance to hey, play, nice. play some console games. Yeah, so. there you go. Hell yeah, dude. All right. Get um, that fix. We get that what?
1: Get that fix. Heck yeah. I'm gonna go finish this quest in Pillars. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, just finish bashing and i gonna go play it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess just to be clear, you do enjoy the I game. I do enjoy
1: the game. Uh, there are flaws that I'll talk about when I finish the game, yeah. but it's still a really good. It's game. worth playing. I think so. Cool. Alright, well, with that, uh, my name's John. I'm
0: Chris. Catch y'all next time. Bye.